I was wanting to talk a little bit about praise this morning. Uh, I want to talk about glorifying God this morning. You know, if you've been here a little while, you've been listening to me talk about belief in the Lord, faith in God, faith in what He said. Listen, what I say don't mean a hill of beans. But what God says is settled in heaven. You heard me say that already? What God says is not going to change. Because <laughs> God don't change with the wind. He's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. So he's not going to change his mind for me or you or anybody else. Because God has a set plan. God knows what needs to be done. He knows where society needs to be. He knows where the church needs to be. See, the world today, you know, and I'm talking about the world. I'm talking about society. I'm, talking, I'm not talking necessarily about the planet. I'm talking about the system, the people. You know, my Bible says, God says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. That don't mean you have to love people, not, not love the earth, because the earth is beautiful. God made it for us. It doesn't mean you worship the earth, but God gave it to his children to tend, to take care of. When I talk about the world, I'm talking about the system. What, man, I feel his presence already. What is the system like? What is, God, what, is, what is pleasing God in the world and what's not pleasing God in the world? And if God's people want to admit it, and I'm, I'm talking about people that don't know the Lord, they'll tell you a lot of them, something is wrong. Something is not right. Come on, somebody. Something is not happening today. There's too much confusion. There's too much, there's too much hate. There's too much anger. Somebody's not doing something right. But this morning, I want you to turn with Acts chapter 16. In the midst of your troubles, you can find time to praise God. <laughs> Come on. In the midst of society and what I'm calling the world, Again, I'm not talking about the planet. <laughs> I'm talking, I feel the presence you've had. I'm telling you, I feel the anointing. I'm talking about the functions of the world. I have to ask myself this morning, what is pleasing to God in this world? How are you going to find that out? I said that a long time. There's 10 commandments in this book. That's not 10 opinions. That's not what God thinks you ought to do. I'll give you an opinion. Of what you, he said, Thus said the Lord. My, my Bible says that there's sins in the world. And there's things that don't please God, Sister Kathy. There's sins that, that anger the heart of God. And I don't want to go through the list of them, but you, you know what I'm talking about. Anything that defies God is sin. Come on, somebody. Are y'all up this morning? Anything that defies God it's sin. And when I talk about sin, I'm not, listen, you're not sinning against me. You're sinning against God. Now, I'm not perfect. <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> I'm not, I haven't got to that point yet where I'm glorified. <laughs> I wrestle with my flesh. I wrestle with things. There are three enemies you have this morning. The world, the flesh, and the devil. When I talk about the flesh, I'm talking about the passions of the flesh. What the flesh wants to do. And I'm not talking about the good things. I'm talking about the evil things. I'd be lying to you if I'd say I don't get a thought 
at least once a week of an evil thought. You know why? Because this ain't never been changed yet. Hear what I'm saying? This flesh has never got redeemed yet. So when I'm talking about the flesh, I'm talking about with the passions of the flesh. What the flesh wants. And all you got to do to find out if it's wrong or not, find out what God says. See if it defies this book. Why did God give us the Bible? This is the road map to heaven. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Listen to me, praise God. You might get mad or happy this morning, but this still is the only way to get to God. To find out what he wants. What he's asking of us. Now, if you look at chapter 16, I'm sorry, I didn't even turn there. I'm, I'm preaching myself happy this morning. <laughs> chapter 16 of Acts, verses uh, 25. Paul and Silas were thrown in the prison because they cast a demon out of a, out of a witch, a fortune teller, right? All right, look at those. <laughs> out of a fortune teller. Now, they're in prison. Believe me, they're not in a holiday inn like the prisons you got today. There's no foosball table, and there's no air condition, and there's no, you know, <laughs> there's no uh, cafeteria. This is a prison, a dungeon. And they're sitting in that mess. They're sitting in darkness. They're chained up to a wall. It's bad. Why would God allow them to go through that if they were doing what was right? They cast the demon out of a fortune teller. And the man that owned the lady threw him in prison because now she couldn't make no money for him. She, she was, he was getting rich off of this fortune teller, the one that owned her. She probably was a slave or something. Now, Paul, <laughs> Paul and Silas is preaching, and she's following them around. And she's not saying what is wrong. She said, these are the servants of the most high God. They're going to preach you the way of salvation. But Paul picked up something in her. He looked at her. He said, in the name of Jesus, you come out of her, you demon spirit. <laughs> and all of a sudden, she can't tell fortunes no more. She's lost her whatever she had. And God, I mean, I mean the owners of this, this, this woman took Paul and Silas and threw them in prison. It's bad. Listen, I talked to a preacher last night. He's kind of down a little bit. You know, I said, I said brother, you got to keep plowing. He said, don't look on their faces because I got mixed emotions every time we come to church. Don't, don't observe their faces talking about the people because some are going to be happy, right? And some are going to be sad. Some will get angry and some are going to rejoice. But this is not a good situation. They take Paul and Silas and they throw them in a dungeon. They're in a dark, cold, wet place. It stinks the doo-doo. It stinks the, the everything possibly a human flesh could come out of a human flesh. But yet they're singing, right? <laughs> what? I thought about that. What have they got to sing about? I'm going to ask you the same question. You might be going through something. What do you got to sing about? It ain't as bad as these cats. <laughs> Watch. My God. 
Verse 25 says, And at midnight, now remember, these men are stuck in a dungeon. That, I mean, this, this is not a pleasant place. They're, they're in a dark, cold place, stinking. All you can hear across the aisle, I feel the presence of God, is these, these, these other prisoners, oh, oh, I'm suffering in this place. Misery has hit my life. I'm not going to walk out of here alive. Death is around me. I'm, I'm dying. I'm starving. I'm, I'm in misery. <laughs> but yes, <laughs> I want to motivate you to praise the Lord this morning. You hear what I'm saying? Because I don't, I don't want for one minute to let you take your life and say, it's too bad to praise the Lord. It's too hard. I'm, I'm going through too, too many hard times. I mean, everything is falling apart around me. And it says, at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns in a dungeon. They wasn't in a church. <laughs> they wasn't, in, they wasn't in, in some modern-day prison today, like I said earlier. They were in the dungeons. They couldn't get out to go to the bathroom. They, they, they couldn't get out. They were locked in the dungeon. Miserable. What? <laughs> Y'all going to get what I'm talking about this morning. Cold. Yes, Jesus. Did what was right. Yes. They did what was right. They helped this lady be delivered of this demon spirit. <laughs> they did what is right. He says, at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. <laughs> and the prisons, nurse, the people, the other ones were listening. <laughs> I could about imagine for a minute, what are these nuts doing? <laughs> Don't they know they're in a prison? But they had something that the rest of the prisoners didn't have. They had to, my God, they had a trust and a faith in Jesus that was stirring their heart. They started singing, Yvette. They started praising God. Something was rising up in them, praise God. There was nothing better in the world. They were having church in a dungeon, hallelujah. They were singing to God. They were singing praise. They had the Spirit of God come down in that place more than some churches you see today, praise God. They were in a dungeon. They were, they were miserable, but they found time to give God praise. No matter what you go through, praise God, God will give... God will come in, praise God, and he'll heal that problem. He'll come where you can sing and praise and worship him. I'm going to shock you. I missed that for years. Because even as a Christian, I, I, I failed to give God the glory he, he deserves. I, man, God, hallelujah. I failed to give him the praise. I'm ashamed of myself. All that he'd done for me. And I can share you testimony after testimony. What has God has done for me? What has God delivered me of? What has God healed me of? So many things God has done in my life. Why wouldn't I want to worship him? And I didn't do it in a dungeon, y'all. I wasn't locked up in a, in a cell or, or, or a dungeon anywhere. I didn't have half of what these men were going through. Not even close, not even a quarter of a percent of what they were going through. But they worshiped God. I want you to listen to me this morning. <laughs> they worshiped God in the worst circumstance that a man could be 
My God, I feel the presence of God. I really do. I feel the Lord moving on, on me right now. If you are trying, if you're fa- you feel like God is a million miles away, like that song has said, sing a song. <laughs> Find it in your heart. Let something rise up in you, praise God, because God wants to bless you. God wants to heal you. God wants to set you free. And Paul and Silas, they just caught up and they started amazed. I don't know if that's what they're singing. I don't think so. That's the only one I know. They were in there just singing. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved the wretch like me. I once was lost, but my God, I was, now I'm found. I was blind, but now. And they was having church, man. The Spirit of God moved in that prison cell, and all of a sudden, them prisoners were listening. I like, man, these men got so, What's wrong with you? Listen, they're singing in the midst of this dark, cold, miserable place. Hallelujah. But now they can sing. Hallelujah. And look, all of a sudden, I'm going to read you the next because I don't want to preach ahead of myself. <laughs> Suddenly, immediately, at once, what happened? There was a great earthquake. God was shaking them all, that old prison loose. Hallelujah. He was shaking that foundation, praise God. And he said this. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately... All the doors were open. <laughs> Come on, somebody. All immediately, and every one of their chains were loose. Golly, that's the kind of God I serve, man. That's the kind of God I serve. I don't serve a dead God, praise God. I don't serve a God that's sleeping and doesn't see my need. He's there to shake the foundation, hallelujah. He's there to open the doors and loose you this morning. Set the chains off of you. The wall has a lot of chains bounding you up this morning, but you can be set free, praise God. You can be set free. That's the, that's the kind of God I serve. Listen, I don't serve a dead God. Hallelujah. I don't serve a God that, that died on the cross 2,000 years ago. He's still alive. And he's still doing the same thing he's always done. He's still as powerful. He's still as, as gracious and as, as merciful as, as he's ever been. Praise God. That's worth shouting about. Yes, Lord. You know, you go to church. <laughs> and you, you ought to see some of your faces. You ought to see that. Pitiful. <laughs> I'm not talking about you. It's time to shout. It's time to sing. It's time to glorify the king. You could be dead in hell today, praise God, but you're here this morning. You could be dying of a, in a hospital of cancer and disease, but you're here this morning. Come on, somebody. You could be dying of COVID somewhere, but you're not here. You're not dying of COVID. You're here this morning. It's time to shout. It's time to sing. So I'm the glorified king. My stony heart, hallelujah, he'll take it away. Start the liberty of praise today. The Lord live it and blessed be my rock and let the God of my salvation be exalted. The Lord live it and blessed be my rock and let the God. Man, that ought to, come on, praise God. We need to get the shout back in the church, praise God. There's too many dead people going to church. They need to get excited, man. We need to get excited. We need to let people know that Jesus is alive, praise God. He's still doing the same thing he's always done. He's as powerful now as he's ever been. He's still changing lives, praise God. 2,000 years later, that word he's spoken is still going out there, praise God. That ought to make somebody excited. How That ought to make you sir. Listen, Paul and Silas is sitting in a prison. All of a sudden, God moves. God falls on them, and the foundation shakes. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. The doors are open. Their chains are loose. Come on. They're free. They're free. 
And it all started with a song. <laughs> Come on, somebody. It all started with praise to God. Hallelujah. It all started with, listen, I can go through a little Bible history with you today. When Moses was walking with that stick and God struck the Red Sea, that stick, that Red Sea parted. It's not that the stick was the problem. God was in that stick. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Oh, Jesus. Come on, somebody. Samson had that jawbone in his hand. Thousands of Philistines came, and he struck them dead. One man killed a thousand men with one jawbone of an ass. And that's a donkey, for you, if you want to be politically correct. <laughs> He took that jawbone and he slayed all of those thousand Philistines that came in. You know what? God was in that jawbone. Lion's den of Daniel. They threw Daniel in, in the lion's den because he forbid. You know, he, he, he would not stop praying to his God. He was going to continue praying at the threat of death. <laughs> Somebody said God was in that lion's den. <laughs> Paul and Silas are singing and they're praising God. God falls. He falls on Paul and Silas and fills them with the Holy Ghost. And the power of God moved. Let me tell you something. God was in that stick of Moses, but, but God didn't stay there. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Come on. God was in the jawbone of, of Samson's when he killed us, but God didn't stay in that jawbone. Come on. God was in that lion's den, but he didn't stay there. When Paul and Silas started worshiping God, God fell. That's where he wanted to be. He wanted to be in his people, his spirit, his life, his, 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 everything he was. Wanted. He filled it with the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Man, we need some Holy Ghost in the church. Hallelujah. I don't mind shouting in church. Praise God. So one brother said, Lanny, you're not supposed to be happy. You went to, you're, going, you're in church. That's where I'm supposed to be happy. Praise God. That's where I'm supposed to be rejoicing. I need to be singing to the Lord. I need to be rejoicing for what he's done. God is, God is life. God is power. God is everything that you need today. No, there's not a person on this earth can give you what God can give you this morning. Praise God. Listen, you can pile gold that high up. That won't deliver your soul. You can have money flowing out of your bank account or it falling out the windows of the bank. It still won't deliver your soul. Jesus is the only one who can do that, praise God. The salvation message, the salvation of the cross, what Jesus did at the cross was enough to take you to heaven. Listen, you, you can't go to heaven because you shake my hand. You just soon shake a donkey's tail. That's about as much as you're going get praise God but Jesus can save you Jesus can deliver you Jesus can generate the praise in your heart you know that's, a, that's our problem we don't ever stop to think much about what Jesus has done for us hallelujah what he's paid for us all right I'm gonna read some scripture to you so close your Bible <laughs> now, if you unless you want to write it down on a piece of paper I have some verses I want to read to you. Praise God. I'm not going to keep you too long. I just want to motivate you. Listen, Delilah. There's an answer coming your way. All of you in this place. God loves you. And when I think about it, he sent his only son. There's no way I'd give a boogie for you. I'm going to be just blunt with you or Hannah or my children. There's no way in the world... I would offer them up for your sins. 
but I'm not God. <laughs> God has a love that, that I can't understand and you can't understand. You know, he's sitting there watching them torture his son, pulling the flesh off of his body, <laughs> nailing him to an old, filthy, dirty cross, and watching his son suffer, watching the agony of pain going from one top of his head to the soles of his head. There's no way to explain the suffering that Jesus went through. If that don't make you want to praise him this morning, that don't make you want to serve him this morning, that don't make you want to change your life and walk for him this morning, something's wrong. Come on, somebody. Let me put my glasses on. <laughs> Excuse me. Isaiah 43, 21 says this. 43, 21, Isaiah. This people have a form for myself. Who did God form? Us. What was the purpose that God created man? People say, well, how could he? Listen, God's purpose for man was that he would worship him. Come on, somebody. God did, God's plan was that man would praise him. He wanted fellowship with his creation. See, people say, well, why did God create man if he knew this would all happen? Because he's all omnipotent and he's all powerful and he's all knowing. God desired fellowship. God desired man to serve him. Not, he's not going to force you to serve him this morning. God is not going to uh, say you either first uh, serve me or I'll blow you off the planet. No, God does. He wants you to freely, willingly worship him. And I don't know why you wouldn't want. If what I told you this morning doesn't stir something in you, something's wrong. Because it's not about me and you or me in this church. It's about you and God. You're going to stand before your maker one day. You're going to have to give an account for your sins. And if you stand without Jesus, hear me today. If you stand without Jesus, you will not go to heaven. I'm just going to be blunt to you. If you, if you stand without that, you see, when I get before him, I'm not perfect, but I know my Redeemer lives. I go to him. I have, a, I have an advocate, a covenant with him. I can ask my sins to be forgiven. But if you stand without the blood of Jesus, you will not go into heaven. How many know everyone in here other than the, for the rapture? You're going to die one day. And you're going to stand. It could happen today. I hope not. But so many people are dying today, especially young people. I've never saw so many young people dying today and since, I, since I'm alive. Dying young. And you know what? Satan wants to kill the young people. <laughs> Satan wants to destroy lives. That's his, whole, that's his job. He's not going to change. He's going he's to do everything he can to take you to hell with him. That's how serious he is. But you know what? Jesus made a way you don't have to go to hell. <laughs> Come on, somebody. That makes me, I, I, could, I could, listen, if I, if I want to give my life to Jesus, I'd, I'd probably be dead. I wouldn't be here today. He probably killed me a long time ago, Satan. But because of the blood of Jesus, because I gave my heart to Christ, was I made perfect that day? Oh, no. Did I mess up after I gave my life to Jesus? You better believe it. But I'm messing up less and less and less. The fear of God in me is getting stronger and stronger. And more I walk with him, the closer I get, the less I want to do the things I used to do. Because I was saved, but I'm being saved. And what that means is that I gave my life to Jesus. I was saved, but now I got to walk with God. 
And you know, as I walk with God, he teaches me every day what I should and shouldn't do. So I'm changing every day. Even in the last five months, I've changed tremendously in my faith. And I was saved. I've learned more about faith. And I'm not talking about this sloppy, goppy faith I'm talking about. I'm talking about real faith. I'm talking about, when we talk about word of faith, I'm talking about God's word of faith. Not man's word. Not what man thinks it means. God's word is this. That's what faith is. It's establish your faith in what Jesus has done and who he is. And accept it. And follow his word. That simple? Yes. Except the man be born again, the Bible says. And that don't mean you can go in your mama's womb and be born again. He will not see the, It means you got to be born again spiritually. Now, when I got born again, I was still as ugly as I ever was. Come on. <laughs> but you know what? Something was different inside. Something changed. When I sat up and confessed my sins before, I said a little simple prayer. God, I was a, I'm a sinner. And I need to be saved. I need, to, I need to accept you into my heart and life. My life changed. My kids are here today. They'll tell you. My wife says she'll tell you what I was. But God is faithful. But you know what? That day this didn't get saved. I call it the flesh. The passions of the flesh. That has to die. As I get closer to God, that dies. As I get closer to God, I don't want to do the same things I, I did before. I don't, want to, I, don't want to go, I don't want to face the death I was facing before. What generates praise? Listen, I remember what he brought me out of. And I remember what I could have been and where I could be. I'll be honest with you. Without grace, there wouldn't be Elena here. There wouldn't be a Hannah. There wouldn't be a Boogie. There wouldn't be an Isaac. Because we wouldn't be married. We wouldn't be together. But we both come to Christ and gave our life to Jesus. Our whole life changed. I don't desire nothing of this world no more. I'm getting to the point where I don't even want to put the television in anymore. That's just me, okay? I'm not laying my conviction on nobody. It's just where I'm at with the Lord. I could take a lot of things. I could take a lot of things I can be doing better than listening to who's, who's going to be the next president. or who's, And I'm going to stand as a serious stuff, but we need to pray about it. But I'm going to go on. I'm not going to let these things drag me down. If that takes my joy, then that tells me where my joy is. It's in, it's in this world. I'm not going to let the devil steal my joy. I'm not going to let the devil steal my peace. I'm not going to let the devil steal my praise. There's better things to do with my life than worry about all this junk going on. Listen, I got a God I got to serve, and I'm going to serve him. Whether he comes today or he comes 100 years from now, I'm still going to be with the Lord. And that's a commitment I made to God. I didn't make no commitment with you. Oh, you didn't make a commitment to me. We had to, we're going to face him one day. I don't care who you are. You can be Protestant. You can be Catholic. You can be Baptist. You can be whatever. Praise God. You're going to face him one day. And the only thing that's going to matter is that what did you do with my son Jesus? You think he wasted his time when he sent his son to die on the cross? That was the only one that could save us. He was sinless. Adam and Eve failed God. They decided they were sinless too until they sinned against God. You see, in the, in the mountain, 40 days and 40 Jesus could have did the same thing. He didn't. He didn't give in to Satan. Thank God. Didn't this church wouldn't even be need to be here if he either gave in to Satan. If he'd have, he'd have obeyed the devil and said, just fall on and I'll give you the kingdom of the world if you worship me. Jesus said, there's only one God. Amen. Right. You shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve.
And he didn't. Thank God. Thank God Jesus didn't give in to Satan. <laughs> what would we be? This would be useless having this this morning if he'd have done that. Because Jesus came straight from God. See, man couldn't birth Jesus because man had sin. Do you understand what I'm saying? The only one that didn't have sin was God. So when Jesus was conceived in Mary, Jesus didn't have an earthly father. Because if he had an earthly father, we, we could never be redeemed. We could never, he had to come from God. He came straight from the Lord. Sinless. You carry the seed of sin in you. I carry it. But Jesus didn't carry it. Because see, sin came from man. Come on, somebody. Sin was birthed in Adam, and it passed on all through us. I had a man tell me one day he was mad at God because his son shot himself. Killed himself. He said, I'd, I'd beat God, you know what, if he come. I said, you don't mean that, man. How stupid. I said, it's not God's fault. Your son is dead. See, God had a perfect plan that men should live forever. Before Adam and Eve sinned, God would have gave men everything he needed. There would have been no struggles. There would have been no death. There would have been no disease. There would have been no, no suicide. Adam failed God. And when he did that, he brought death in the world. He brought sin in the world. Therefore, that's why we have sin today. Not because of God, because God's plan that men should never die. Don't blame God. God's not the one that blew up those, those buildings up there in New York. That was Satan. God has nothing to do with the death of man. Man birthed death in him when he rebelled against God. Man made that decision, not God. But now Jesus comes. And he dies on the cross for us. A sinless sacrifice. There had to be a price paid for your sins. Jesus paid that price. Man, if that don't make you want to sing, if that don't make you want to worship, where would you be? Where would you be today if it wouldn't have been for that sacrifice at Calvary? He paid the price. Now you can go to God and ask God forgiveness yourself. You don't need a priest. You don't need me. You can go to God yourself. Say, I am a sinner and I need a Savior. You don't have to do it here. You can do it by your bed at night. You can do it when you walk out that door. You can do it when you're driving home. Listen, that's what I'm talking about. There has to be a confession because Jesus made a way that you don't have to die and go to hell. That makes me want to praise God. Okay. He said, and I'm almost, I ain't going to be much longer. I'm almost finished. This people have affirmed it for myself that I shall, that what? They shall declare my what? My praise. That tells me what I'm saying is right. Why did God make us? So we can proclaim his praise. <laughs> Go ahead and you can read it yourself. Why were we created? To give God glory. Praise God. Have you been doing that job lately? Have you been glorifying him lately? Have you been worshiping, thanking him, and praising him lately? Come on. But that's why you were formed. That's why you were put on this earth. To give God praise. I know you work and you have family. You can't go around every minute of the day. And, you know, but you can have that attitude of prayer. You can have that attitude of prayer. I watch Sister Janice in my house. She's, I, I hear her sometimes speaking in tongues. Man, she's singing. she got a song in her heart. She's going from one end of the house to the other. Hey, do it. I wish you'd do it more. I'd join in with her. I did a couple of times. <laughs> I remember one time, I'm going to tell you a true story. Praise God. And I'm almost finished. We had gotten together around the bed, and when Boogie was small, and 
laying in all that. Lane, Lane might have been, but you, you know what I'm talking about. We, we got around the bed, and, and, and it was Isaac and Hannah, and, and we just we just praying. And I felt the presence of God. I felt me. We started singing, man. We started having a good time. It was wonderful, man. Me and my kids, man. We just, oh, Lord Jesus. Hey, there's nothing better than the presence of God. I'm telling you what. Listen, when you start getting the presence of God in your life, you're going to forget about all your trouble. Hallelujah. You're going to forget. Listen, it seems like them troubles are nothing almost. You can, God, you can do anything through Christ who strengthens you. He's there for you. That's the kind of gospel I believe. That's the kind of Jesus I believe in. I and that's the kind of God that I serve. You see, a lot of religions have God sitting in heaven. And he is. But it's almost like he doesn't, he doesn't, have the, he doesn't deal with the affairs of man. Like God just up there. And first time you mess up, he's going to bang you with a stick or something. Or drop a rock on you or something. But no, God comes and fellowships with his people. I've had it happen. I've had some strong experiences where I knew God was there. Man, I'll tell you what, I... <laughs> Experienced this, I knew there was something different. I got one time I got scared. Oh, you want you want, you want my presence? Here I am. I could almost like I could touch his hand. That's how, that's how powerful it was. That's how powerful it was. I felt that presence. I could see the and I, 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 I maybe he should have grabbed me and took me on the glory right <laughs> like he did with the light. <laughs> but it's true. How many of you got praise in your heart? Even now, it's not too late if, you, if you've been lagging off because I'm, I'm going to change. I want more praise in my heart. I want, I want to start singing. Listen, when you praise and worship him, you got, you got less time to talk about somebody else. <laughs> Come on, somebody. You got less time to Listen, I'm not against. We, we, got to, we all be concerned for one another. You know, we always pray for each other. We love each other. We, we see each other go through trials. That's what we're there for, to, to encourage one another. Sister Kathy, I told somebody a while ago. You remember that. And my, when, I, when I was coming here and, and I had that accident and I passed on that man. I'm going to tell you right now, I, I, I believe that in all my heart. If it wouldn't have been for the people of this church, that's why it's special to me over here. They call at my house. I remember your daddy, Sister Kathy, call him, and she's, he's, but Lenny, he's just encouraging me, just strengthening. I'll never forget that. When I needed them people of God more, they were there. And those are moments in your life as a Christian you don't forget. You don't forget what the people of God has done. The moments that you shared and that strengthened you in your faith. I can go back to that because, listen, that was hard. I'm going to tell you something. I passed on that man. It wasn't my fault. He was where he was supposed to be. But I watched that man's head squash like a melon. And as a Christian, that's hard because that's a man I was preaching to. And the devil wanted, you talk about Satan wanting to condemn you? Wanted to make you feel, ha-ha, uh-huh, nice in hell because of you. No, he's in hell because of Satan. That's who he's in hell because of. You know, God, listen, you go through things like this and you ask, why, God? It made me see something, Yvette. I'm going to tell you an honest truth. And y'all, listen, I don't know if you'll ever experience it. It made me see how important the house of God is. How important the people of God. I never forgot it. I relate to it a lot of times. I go back, if it wouldn't have been for brother so-and-so and sister so-and-so, call me. I remember when that happened. My mother-in-law and, and, and father-in-law were not saved. And they, they were worried about me. They came check on me, thank God. But I got a phone call. They were hearing this. <laughs> they were hearing people call me right after each other. 
People of God, Hakeem here. People that love the Lord. People that can pray. Sitting there, they encouraged me. Let me tell you something. If I wouldn't have had that, I wouldn't have made it. I'll be honest with you. I would have flipped. If you would have saw what I saw that day and not have Jesus, it would have destroyed you. Because I'm going to kill myself maybe. Don't tell me coming to church is not important. Don't tell me the people of God are not important. People that love Jesus. We can be together as one. We can pray together. We can encourage one another. That's so important. That's so vital. And God puts people there for, for, you, for, for you, for me. And who's going to get the glory for it? Him. Because God has changed that person's life and he can help change yours. Or she can help change yours. I'm praying for you and loving you. Let me read one more verse, okay? No promise. That's a be it. <laughs> uh, let me read it to you. You don't have to turn. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. But you are a chosen generation. <laughs> Who are you? You're chosen. Listen to me. If you're born again today, if you're giving your life to Jesus, you're chosen. God has his eyes on you. Mommy has his eyes on you. Ray, Ed, all of y'all, Simone, he has his eyes on you. You're a, ro- you're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. <laughs> Do you read that same thing? What does that mean? You're royal. You belong to the king of kings and the Lord of lords. You're his child. <laughs> By being his child, you have rights. Right? You remember I said a while back? Everything I got, Lena, Hannah, Boogie, and Isaac, everything me and her mama got, it's in a will. Because they're our children. It's theirs. You know what I'm saying? Unless we change the will, unless we go and the lawyer and change it, everything we got is theirs. I wouldn't have it no other way. Seriously. Are you in God's will? Are you part of his royal priesthood? Are you part of his, his lineage? Are you part of his DNA? Like Lena said, I got the DNA rights. <laughs> you heard that, Amon? <laughs> you are a cho- chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. That's a word you don't use in the church, right? That's, that's, that's almost taboo to be using some church. God is a holy God. Well, I'll serve God because he makes me happy. He's not a happy God. He's a holy God. This is not a happy Bible. It's a holy Bible, right? This is, he's fun to be a Christian. It's, 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 listen, it's, oh yeah, I agree with you. Hey, when you're serving Jesus, life is no better. But it's not a fun Bible. This is a holy Bible, right? So that word holy still, is still relevant today. It means to be morally pure, to be separated. Come on, somebody. To be, to, to, to be set aside from the world. And I promise, I'm going to read this. I'm gonna... <laughs> that you may proclaim the praises of him. What? Of him? What, what are you supposed to be doing with this, this faith? What are you supposed to be doing with this, this, this DNA, right? <laughs> what are you supposed to be doing as belonging to God's kingdom? Praising him. He says that many may, may proclaim the praises of him who had called you out of darkness 
Listen, if you're in darkness this morning, you can't worship him like you need. You, you can't proclaim him. Worship can only come from a true person of faith. And I'm not trying to be rough, but it's the truth. To have Jesus in your life, you need to worship him. You can ask my kids. I mean, they're all here. I'm glad they're here. But they're going to tell you that my mom and dad has not changed. They ain't be perfect. But they still held on to their God. And I'm not going to let him go. I told somebody, I said, I'm going to preach here till I die. That's what, it <laughs> That's what God wants. I made my mind up. Listen, the race is about over, Yvette. The Lord, the Lord, all of y'all in the, the finish line is, is inside. It's Jesus is coming back. And I'm looking for that blessed hope. And I'm going to praise him till he does come back. If you're going through something, sing. If you're facing trials, worship God. Thank God, Lord, I know you can take care of this. I know you're faithful. Hallelujah. Let's stand up a minute, y'all. Stand with me just for a minute. I'm not asking to raise no hands or nothing. I just want you to pray with me. Let's, they have people that's listening on the internet right now that don't know God. Okay? They don't know God. And you know what's the matter? They're struggling. And I want to pray right now that the Holy Spirit would go over the internet right now. You, you're with me, okay? We're here in one building. But... We've got people listening to us in, in, in Ireland. Lord, a couple of people in Ireland. They're all over the world. Different people are listening to this little, this podcast. You know, if you have an iPhone or you have, what is it, Spotify or Waterfly or Swatterfly. What do you call that stuff? <laughs> uh, you can listen to it. I mean, you, you can go sermons from the swamp. And all it is, seriously... There's no lifting up me. It's just preaching from one minute to the next, till the end. And I want to pray, and I want you all to agree with me, okay? Let's pray right now and ask the Lord to move today over people's lives that are listening here. And over there, and those that are sick that can't come to church right now, they, they need to come back. They need to realize God needs to come back. can hear the gospel. Father, I thank you for this morning. I thank you you're a good God. And you're a merciful God. I thank you that you love us and that you died on the cross, Father. No matter what we're going to go through, you're going to take care of us. Lord, I pray for those that are listening on the Internet right now, Father. I pray that the Spirit of God would go out through that Internet and touch lives all over the world. And, Lord, that they, they come to the knowledge of the Christ that we, we proclaim in this very church. And throughout the, the church world, those that are serving you with all of their heart. Father, right now, move. Move, Father God. Those that are brokenhearted, those that are, that are heavy laden, move, Father God. Those that don't know you, move over them, Lord God. Somebody might just be accidentally coming over, listening to this little podcast. Father, I pray for them. I pray for the salvation of souls. Jesus' name, amen. God is good.